Well, yeah. let's go ahead and get. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. You guys, we have a special guest with us today. I will let her introduce herself, but she is absolutely a gem. I met her off of Instagram. So this is one of the perks of just social media and how it can bring amazing, gorgeous souls into your life. Um, so this is Julia. She is all into like trauma healing. She's an NLP master energetic healer and take it away, gorgeous share with my followers who you are, kind of how you got started in this field. Um, and yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> well, I'll keep it short about me. I say people are uh, probably less interested in that, but um, I've been, uh, I practiced NLP, studied NLP back in 2015. Uh, it changed my life completely. When I had recurring nightmares as a child for seven years and one session of NLP had literally taken those nightmares away. I finally did that and I was always doing it as a side gig. This was my thing on the side while I was working my way up in corporate, making companies millions of dollars, fulfilling their passions and their desires. And yet there was always like that something missing, you know. Um, that's why I don't like work in NLP anymore in terms of just like targeting specific problems because now my main focus is transformation um, because of what comes after that. And in 2019 was when... I literally received the missing pieces of the puzzle, which was really energy, um, where I received all the, um, a lot of downloads, which was like 70% of the book that I'm writing. And I was like, what is all of this? Because if, if this is like, I wasn't questioning if it was real, is that, that inner knowing, but you can't have that doubt having a mentally ill mother with bipolar schizophrenia and all these things. You're like, what just happened? And um, then I understood that I had to study and implement all of what it was that, um, that I had received and then saw as I started to research that um, all the information that I had, I saw Abraham Hicks and Joe Dispenza and um, neuroscientists, I was telling my husband, I'm not crazy. And that completely had changed my life. And um, now I just implement all these tools like into this one beautiful <laughs> journey, I would like to call it. Um, to really get full soul transformation. And I do the main focus on understanding why I love so much about what you do. The gut is like so critical, which we'll get to in a minute, but it's really focusing on the four dimensions of human connection because we are mental, emotional, physical, and energetic yeah. spiritual um, beings, which all shade into one another. So um, we cannot leave one without the other. And that's where people were kind of like getting lost and stuck that done all that work all the personal development even hypnosis you name it everything that they've done workshop energy really is the missing piece and the thing is is that to master energy is to master your mind because when you master your mind you master your emotions and energy follows wherever your, your mind and your emotions go and then that's when that's the embodiment that everyone's throwing around these days with these words but that's the embodiment so when we actually start to change on a cellular level and can even say that the body is even smarter than the mind. So that's just a small recap of my history. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's so important. And like, that's the thing is like a lot of individuals, especially before I went like entrepreneur route, at least working in like traditional psychology, they always called this stuff like the witch voodoo, like all the hippie stuff. And it's like, well, no, like it's, this, this is real. And it's like, if you start to incorporate this in what is traditional, like, you would probably see like amplified treatments and things like that. But it's like, no one wants to look at the alternatives and they don't want to talk about, like I always say, they don't want to talk about like what's not known. Right. And like, this isn't really 
like, I mean, it's known, but it's not known to traditional medicine, traditional psychology and things like that. And, you know, it's like just super cool being able to see and meet other women specifically on how like this is important and how you have to master your body and master your mind and how it's all interconnected. And people don't realize that, like, they think if they just focus on the body, they'll be fine. It's like, no, you'll look good, but you'll still have like a messed up mind. And it's like, well, if I just focus on the mind, it's like, well, you're still eating really junky food. So it's like, you have to do the whole body approach. And I feel like that's not talked about enough. And so for you, like, how, like, how did you get into this? Like, was this like something you were just like raised and brought up in? Or like, did you have this aha moment to where you're like, this is what I need to focus on? Or like, how did you become so passionate about this field? Well, um, I actually had a very traumatic childhood. I really did. I came from a very, like one thing after the next, you know, people used to always joke that I should sell my story to like famous people. (laughs) They can use that story. But the thing that always got me going, I was always a very intuitive being. We come from very um, intuitive um, family. Um, And um, my intuition is really what guided me a lot of the way. Uh, Shall I listened to (laughs) to the intuition most of the time? Things would have been different. However, the way, that's why I used to say, ever since I was a little child, there's always a bright side to every shadow. Um, my way of getting to the bright light was always every traumatic. I'm talking about rape, abuse. You can name a million one thing. They've, they've all been there. Um, was always, how can I give back? How can I give back to the world? What can I do with this? And so when music was a big part of my life and I wanted to be a singer, you know, it went from me wanting to be heard, but me wanting to be changing the world. And I'm actually happy that didn't happen. I want the world of fame. But um, in just before I moved to Israel um, in 2008, it was around 2007, I was on life support and uh, walking miracle today. I understand what happened. However, just before I slipped into a coma, I was in a coma for five days when the doctors couldn't tell me if I was going to make it. Or not. I had a virus that kills you in like three days, like meningitis. Um, and that was literally the loneliest I had ever felt in my life. And I faced death many times when I was kidnapped and raped. I, I've been through many scary situations, but that was the closest that I ever got because I was slipping myself going in and out. And the only thoughts that went through my head was because I, you know, I had um, a very interesting history when it comes to God. And I always had prayed for my mother just to be happy. You know, it was always for others. You know, and that's the biggest lesson that I had to learn, which I only started to really master um, in the last like 10 years of my life of really me, you know, praying for me and doing things for me. Um, that was my biggest lesson. But being there on life support, the thoughts that went through my head, if, if my grandmother was here, who I barely knew, she was in Israel, she was here, she'd pray for me right now because I truly believed. I knew that God had existed with source, whatever it was, but I didn't believe that I, I was like worthy of being heard because I was never heard. That was one thing. And then the other thought was that if I die now, what have I given to the world? Like, what, what have I done? Like that, that, and when you research this, I did so much research on it um, many years later. But when you research on this, so many people that face death actually get that same question, go through their mind. And so I had so much that I wanted to do. I didn't know how. I knew I had to serve at some high level. And I didn't know how. And yet I didn't know if I had enough time to, to complete that. In. So when I got out of um, the coma, um, I uh, listened to my intuition, came to Israel to find my father, uh, just to find that he had uh, killed himself. And But however, my whole life changed completely. That's when I decided to live for me. I got out of a nine-year drug addiction. 
uh, it cleaned everything up. I went in and dove into the deepest of the shadows and still we're constantly doing because we're dealing with um, stuff from the past lives from ancestors. Um, so we're always healing till, the, till our last breath. And that's why healing is the most critical self-healing. We all have the power to heal ourselves and there is such a simple way of doing it. So I become obsessed also with the science of things because I truly believe, and it's it's one thing that if you haven't heard of Joe Dispenza, he's one of the, my favorite neuroscientists, how he explains it so well, where when we learn new things and we really understand what it is that we're doing, not only we're, we're creating new neural pathways, we're, we're, we're able to shift everything what Albert Einstein was talking about, shifting through different perceptions. We need to learn and understand what we're doing. And co-creation, manifestation, this is just... Um, a result, an effect that comes from as we transcend through higher states of consciousness. Um, so this is just part of our human evolution. This is just part of how of our state of being. So when we become master creators in our gut, is the biggest part. So I love so much about what you do. Is the biggest part of our creation. This is our passion, our creation source. When that is blocked, and it will show up in anxiety and depression and other physical problems. So it's like the most obvious, but we definitely, you know, we can't just sit there and meditate all day and do all these energy healings and then not take the, the actions to, to protect ourselves physically and to uh, nurture our body in the way that it does. So, yeah, I hope I answered the question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I'm so passionate so about it. I can, Literally, I'm like, oh, I'm like getting full body chills because I didn't realize how similar our stories were. So like, I'm also like survivor of sexual and physical and domestic violence and all of that stuff. Um, and so my heart is definitely with you and like, just being, which is also like why I got into this field is because I kind of was like, after I went through that, like I was sexually assaulted multiple times and like different domestic violent relationships. And so I was like, I kind of was at a rock bottom a couple of years ago where I was just like, okay, I'm a clinician. I know all these coping techniques. Nothing's working for me. Like my traumas were eating at me and it was also getting to the point where it was like, I need to better myself because I'm not being the mom that I want to be to my kids because of my trauma. And so it was like, that's when I kind of dug into wow. like the holistic mental health and the gut brain. And like, if traditional psychology wasn't working for me, I was like, there has to be another way. And my trauma experience, my own mental health, like is the reason why I am here today. And so it's like, not cool that like you went through that, but I love seeing how people have turned like their adversities and challenges like yeah. into their biggest strengths. And like, I always tell people like, I'm almost like grateful for all the terrible stuff I went through because it wouldn't make me the person I am today, let alone give me the knowledge and the business and the opportunity to like help impact lives if I didn't go through that stuff, you know? And so it's like such a blessing that you are here and like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's super terrible, but at the same time, it's like, there's always like, I always say like, there's a rainbow after every storm. And it's like, this is your rainbow. And I'm so grateful that it is. And I just love it. So literally hearing your story, I was like, oh, I just want to oh, hug you. And, and like, it's amazing. <laughs> You're just such a powerful force. You really are such a beautiful human being in the way you speak. But it's not terrible at all. In fact, what I always say, I mean, again, this is just an idea unless you really yeah downloaded or have it as an inner knowing however i truly believe that we have we create our reality we're manifesting on a consistent basis however i do believe that there are very significant things that come uh, experiences that come into our lives and they're the pieces of the puzzle that we put here 
so that we can have that chance to evolve. Um, and so I always question, I never see anything as terrible anymore. When I was younger, actually, what I used to say, and I was maybe really old school now, <laughs> showing my age now, getting on to 40, I used to always say, oh, if this was Seinfeld, this would be funny. Like if this was on sci-fi, this would literally be funny. Um, and I'd always try to find the humor on the, on the senses. But today I really look at it and see there is always, there is always the empowerment. That, that's the only way we, we overcome it is that empowerment. For me, that empowerment, because I'm here to serve, I know that that's my service here, um, my, my, what I'm here to do. Um, and that was my path of being able to get my empowerment. How can I pass this on to others? What is it that I can help them with? Um, so I think that everything that you, I believe that everything that you have experienced is, is meant to be, and it's not terrible at all. And I think this is what I call a leader, someone who, um, has risen from the ashes and is serving from a place, even though it's not, not to disrespect anyone that, that wants to help people. They may be around people that have, have had these experiences. I'm not dissing that in disrespecting yeah. them in any other way, but I'm so drawn out. I understand why I've been completely drawn to your energy. So there's no such thing as coincidence no there's nothing coincidental <laughs> Wait, about how long have you been in the in the gut like dealing with guts yeah so I've been in okay so I've been in the mental health like field all together for 10 years um so I've kind of wow. bounced all over the place like I've worked in the psychiatric hospitals I've done child family services I've done law enforcement so I was kind of always bouncing around and I always knew that like the human mind is what I was passionate about. Like it wasn't so much like the mental disorders. It was more of like the mind, like what makes a person tick? What makes a person act and do the things they do? And so I got specialized in criminal psychology because I was like, no one just wakes up and does like these horrendous acts. Like there's some type of like molding and forming and influencing that goes into that. So that's kind of what I specialized in and then after what seven years of doing traditional psychology I was just like it's not a full body yes anymore and that's when I started to dive into like using food as your medicine and meditation and more of like the mindful holistic stuff and so then I got certified in holistic mental health so I've been in the gut brain connection for about three years now um, but I've been in the mental health space for a decade. So, <laughs> yeah. So this is like, this is what fills my cup up is serving people and just truly helping people and like connecting with people and just letting them know that like one, they're not alone, but two, like there's other alternatives other than just medicine, but there's also, there's influence, right? So it's like our parents, like the way they parented us, like influences our attachment and relationships and friendships. And it's like, you don't just wake up one day thinking or acting or being emotional, how we are, right? Like it's comes from decades and decades and decades of training and parenting and everything that has influenced us. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, you know, and I kind of am on a mission to stop that stigma because it's like, just as you can hire a personal trainer and go to the gym to work on your body, like you should be able to hire a mindset coach, a counselor, a therapist, whoever to work on your brain health. Like there's no different other than the stigma behind, oh, you're crazy, you're this. And it's like, well, no, you have a brain. So you have to have brain health as well. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but that makes yeah. perfect sense. It's 
everything of what I always talk about. And that's what I say is that we can be, um, we can transcend to the high states of consciousness. We can be so far out there, but we are still in a physical body. And we, this is our vehicle. So we have to, this is why everything that I teach um, and work with is understanding what we are. We have to understand what we are so that we can go in to know who we are and navigate ourselves in, in the field. And it's, and it's the reason why it's so difficult is because we have to literally uncondition ourselves from, from the day that we were born, let alone from what's gone on <laughs> further back yeah. before this life. So it's the unconditioning of everything that we have never been taught I, I'm so grateful that we have so many neuroscientists and, and, and to even hear you say holistic mental health, like, that, that just, like, you don't really hear these things within the systems. Um, and psychologists and therapists, they're all getting into more of the holistic side of things and even yeah. just subconscious. I'm so grateful. I wanted to study psychology when I was a child. I'm so grateful that that didn't happen in the end to me because when I discovered neurolinguistic programming, that just... It was the biggest shortcuts, right? And then I just became obsessed with the brain. Like here, so I started to just really study it, really study it. I, I'm not a neuroscientist. However, I really love to study the brain and the human behaviors and then the energy part and the soulful part because it's so easy. You know, um, it's it's really a bottom line, as you know, with all the different brain states that we, that we go through. Get yourself to a theta, a theta brain state and connecting First of all, our imagination is our tool to create everything. But getting to a theta brain state, anything that needs healing will appear to us. Questioning our subconscious will appear to us. And connecting to the light, to source light, this is where things are immediate and they're instant. However, we cannot get there if we are not conscious in our every moment of our lives when we're not practicing these methods of being conscious of not only our conscious thoughts, but our unconscious thoughts. So I really like to look at it as I made a promise to myself to never abandon myself again so every time I let a, a thought go through me without questioning it um you know you can't you, you can't just shrug things under the carpet so what people tend to do is when they have a fear or a doubt or something that's coming up they just they, they will repeat these affirmations you know they'll, they'll they'll but you cannot you have to bring them to the surface question so easy you know it's really just asking the two main question is what does that mean to me and what's more important than that <laughs> really and yeah. then you get the answer and then you already can heal on that and then you just request it you request it from the universe you command it to your subconscious mind um, and it's really practicing brain states to me this is the most important aspect of it and our emotions are our guiding source which is everything about the gap as well right and the sacral chakra um, and again the emotions uh, will go wherever the mind goes so it, it, the emotions is the end result of an experience that we give meaning to so when we change that meaning <laughs> look from a different perspective we really really can become our own self-healers and we are our own self-healers we just got to activate that yeah it's one of those things where it's like no one knows you better than you and I tell my clients that like all the time I'm like our thoughts are only meant to be thought and our feelings are only meant to be felt and it's like they don't ask to dictate each other and it's like sometimes our emotions dictate our thoughts and our thoughts dictate our emotions and it's like we make things more complex than what they really are and I feel like that is almost what we teach is like just simplify it. Like, listen to the inner wisdom. Like you already know, you just have to stop looking externally and start looking inward. Right. And I just think that's like super powerful, but okay. So you're into all of the like holistic and NLP and neuro and all of that stuff. So what is your take on like generational traumas and how that influence individuals? Cause that's something I always knew about, but I just started to like dive into it 
and learned that like generational trauma can be passed on for like 13 generations. So what is your, like, what is your thoughts on that? I actually just made a post about it. I think a week ago or something um, where I think the headline was like, if, if, um, if trauma and everything that comes along with it can be passed several generations um, down, then so can healing and backwards back the other way. And yeah. this is why our self-healing and, and healing ancestral trauma is like key. Even now, um, my mother passed away in October mm. and I will send her. And today <laughs> was the day of my father's uh, passing. Um, even though I see things for what they are, so I don't, um, I really don't have any emotional ties on that. It may make me sound cold, but I really see that they're on their journey. However, we are just frequency um, while we're, you know, once we leave our body, so our souls go on. So I'm always... Every single day, I light a candle. I don't get the seven-hour, seven-week candles, um, which so many have suggested. I get the, I, I love the ritual, and I love to send her love. Uh, it's the only thing that we can do because we cannot, you know, invade anyone's free will. However, yeah, healing generational trauma. You, there is maybe one out of ten clients that I've had have not had generational <laughs> trauma, trauma from past lives passed down to them, and and if the obvious signs is when you really have no clue where you've done all that study and personal development work or healing and hypnosis and workshops and you still cannot figure it out why is there this blood it's probably a generational trauma and the best way to do it um is i, I suppose you've heard of kinesiology yes um the muscle testing it's the simplest thing and i really don't know why it's not really exposed that much and you don't need to be a kinesiologist to know it and it's just the simplest thing of like, you know, repeating the yes or no. What we do is the body, for anyone that doesn't know what kinesiology is, um, your subconscious mind can only tell the truth. It can only tell, tell you what it knows. So um, we have no scientific evidence that we've had past lives, but we do have um, scientific evidence that the, so either there was past lives or our subconscious has created illusions of past lives. Either way, it's real to us. If it's real to us, then it's real. It's true to us, whether it's in reality or not. And so um, when we test ourselves, if we stand with our legs just slightly apart, like you know, under our chest area, mm -hmm. make sure that when you're hydrated, if it doesn't work, you probably need to drink more water and just keep repeating yes, yes, see where your body sways and no, no, no. And the body will sway forward if it's a yes, it will sway no if it's a no. So if I say I'm Julia, my name is Julia, it will likely to lean forward. And yeah. if I say my name is Cheyenne, then it, it's going to go back. And so we can always ask our questions. And this is something that um, I was actually taught when I did the Theta Healing um, course, which I found really, really interesting. It was, that was like my biggest takeaway. From my I was like, this is the most amazing tool. Because a lot of the times when we're doing subconscious work, especially neuro-linguistic programming, I don't work with hypnosis because I'm all about, even though neuro-linguistic programming is putting someone in trance, um, I'm all about the conscious awareness. So it's without the consciousness, it's like no point. However, when we do a lot of that healing, um, or reprogramming, we don't know that we've healed from that until we're actually presented with the same situation that we can, or a similar situation that we can test it to see. However, when you do a session with someone and then you, you test that the limiting belief, because the limiting belief that we're, that we're talking about. Um, so let, I don't know, just, just use an obvious one that I, I am worthy, because we always got to test, by the way, guys, we always test in a positive uh, uh, way. The, the subconscious mind doesn't understand negation, so it doesn't understand no or don't. So if you say I'm not worthy, it doesn't understand it. So you say I am worthy, shall it go backwards? And then you do a, whatever it is that you do to see if we can reprogram that belief, even though it does also take a lot of conscious work to, to strengthen it, to keep it, to maintain it, to make it that habit of that new way of thinking. 
And then you test yourself again right after the session. And then you'll see your body cannot lie. So no one can cheat you. You can't cheat yourself when you can understand. And you also test to see, is it from um, this lifetime? Is it from a past lifetime? Is it ancestral? Just question everything. <laughs> it's the most amazing tool that we can use to really identify and understand ourselves. And if we still can't figure out how to do it to help ourselves, that's when you know, okay, it's time to reach out. It's time to reach out and ask someone to help me, to guide me. And the more that you're consciously aware and you'll pick up what you, you don't need to be a master of the mind. You don't need to be a master of the body. You don't need to be a professor in anything. You know, it's mm -hmm. like a, if you see the CEO of a big digital company, okay, a big digital corporate company, he surely has not had a degree in finance, a degree in sales, a degree in business development, a degree in, in graphics, design, and whatever else all the departments is. But he knows enough about each department. In this case, we're talking about the mental, emotional, physical, and the energetic. We know enough and how they communicate with one another. And you'll find, and it's easy for me to say, it's because it comes from corporate. Usually the gaps is because of the lack of communication. And from what I was shown, which is the most important factor, is that we cannot bypass. It goes. This is how the communication goes. It goes conscious, subconscious, higher self or higher consciousness, and then source, whatever other entities that you're talking about. And it circulates constantly. So we can't just go conscious higher self even though we do get drips from our higher selves we do they do come through but we have to build a communication channel there is no way to plug into it you've got to connect so we do that through our meditative practices shutting you can never shut the mind down but slowing it down as much as possible and that's why i love what joe Dispenza says about going into the nothingness right to to get into the everything <laughs> it's really wow. quieting the mind and now intuition can speak to us at its highest peak Everyone has intuition. It's not a question of whether we have intuition. It's just what level we're at. And that's the most powerful force because we, we want to be able to depend on ourselves. Isn't that the most empowering thing that we can do? And you probably ask yourself, would you be where you are today if you didn't experience all those experiences that you had? No, you know? probably not. No. <laughs> probably not. My life was way different before all of those things. So yeah, like absolutely not. And have you, okay, so I know you've mentioned Joe Dispenza like so many different times. Um, love him. Have you ever read the book Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself? I have, and I've also um, done his course, his online course. I, I mean, like, really, I got so obsessed with with the neuroscience because I love. For me, it was more personal because of the information that I received internally, and then to see someone explain it in such a a basic way, and it was like, oh my. God, you're like you're speaking to me. I, I it's yeah. this is on my co-creation. Is I'm going to meet that that man one day, and I'm going to hug him <laughs> because he's like an angel to me, um, and he's an angel to many many people because he explains things completely simply. Yeah, why you mentioned this book? This is a book well, no, because it was just like one of those things where it was just like as you kept like I'm. That's probably one of my favorite books by him. Um, but it just also like just goes hand in hand where it's like we have to like break those old habits, right? Like how you're changing, like you can't just go from A to B, like you have to go all the way around full circle. And, you know, it's a slow journey and it's a connection and it's not like a fast, I'm going to go from here to my higher self. Um, so it just made me think of his book, but. Yes, because he, yeah. that's why I loved him so much. You know, he explains things. You know, if I showed you the book, you'd see, I have like these weird like diagrams and squiggles, even though most of it, I was like, typing away but there were certain things that I had drew, drew the diagram and when he explains it he, he also filled in those little gaps it's like oh that's it like I get it yes yeah. and your aha moment. Moment. <laughs> you're, that's the aha moment so you're like I get it 
Um, and this is where I really understood. So, and my clients, I, I give them a lot of, um, even though I create um, meditations for them and my movies, I give them a lot. Their, their practice is Joe Dispenza meditation. It's one of the most powerful ways to really get into the stillness. I Genius. I was like, why didn't I think of that? I get right into the energy centers, but you know, the way you are is not the way other people are. And they need that help and that assistance. And if it hurts, then you're doing it wrong. You've got that wrong perspective. You've got, you, there's a whole other perspective out there. And the way I like to do it is that when we go in, we're focusing on going home. That's how I see it. I'm going home. It's the place where I am one, going into the one that we're going home. That's all I focus on. So when the thoughts keep coming in, I'm going to make myself this after this. I'll go check this email. It's like, oh, it's okay. Thank you. And I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> it, it happens to all of us. <laughs> you know, um, we're not gurus sitting in the temple, like uh, meditating all day. So we just got, and that's why I call it about toning down the logical mind and getting into the quantum mind. Um, that's where we're trying to be. So I always get the questions, like, how do I get out of the matrix? And I try to avoid these words because it's um, going into different like stigmas and stuff. But however, it, we are in the matrix. This, this, is, this is science now. This, we are part of it. It's about breaking out of that AI matrix, the artificial intelligence, the frequency. And it's just about going home. When we go home, we are on that frequency. Nothing can interfere with us. Not any beliefs, not any um, traumas, not anything. Because we see it for what it is. We're like, oh, there's something. I recently just healed a past healing about fearing my own power, where it came to me and I understood um, that there was, and I had the vision of me being executed in a past life or my power. Um, I still wasn't quite aware of what the power was, but it got out of control, um, which probably explains it's why now when I do intuitive readings for people, I will not do it face-to-face um, -face with them. I do it after my meditation. I do it on my own and I understood it also stemmed all the way back from there. So we're always healing. And the more that we are in tune with ourselves and going into the stillness and the quiet, it will literally pop up, whether it's in a vision, whether you, you hear it, whether you see it it's onto your representational systems of how we are programmed everyone is different you will know and then you go and you heal on it you know it's, it's really that simple it really is that simple i'm actually going to call the book it's that simple but i knew there was another book already called it's that simple that's the logical mind just taking over <laughs> trying to fit into everything but it really is that simple it really no, is no i love it and just watching you like talk about it you could tell it like lights your soul on fire like you're yeah. just like all of the emotions <laughs> everyone can see the way it lights you up like uh. it's so refreshing because it also gives you like a different perspective like i do meditation but i never thought about like that's taking me home and it's like hearing you say that i was like oh my god oh, that's what yes. that look in your eyes was you <laughs> was actually really still <laughs> now i understand but it's what it is. It's home, honey. It's home. Yeah. Like th this is this is where I know. That's how I see it. You know, it's a, it's really it's um and not just me. I'm sure it's everyone is awakening to this. But that's the the best way. The, the, that's going in through the heart center. So it's going into the heart center and being home is, is all that we all ever wanted. Especially when we come from broken homes or traumas and abuse. It's you know um you coming from the psychology then you understand the most important factors that we need is acceptance, being understood, being loved, feeling safe, our safety. And when that's taken away, that's what home is. It's safety. And we feel so safe in the unknown. We actually feel safe in the unknown. It's only unknown because we haven't done it. It's, it's all, we don't know what's coming up, but that's just the logical yeah. mind that wants to take over and freak out. And it's really, that's all it is. That's being comfortable with just not knowing. And then that's where the most magnificent things happen. Like lately, what I've really been saying to myself since the last six months is really um, 
what else is waiting there that's even better. Like I'm not just like caught up in what it is that I feel is for me right now. It's like show me what else is better, you know, is, is this is what I want or better. <laughs> just show it to me. What's, yeah. what, what is it? Tell me, guide me. Right. It's and hard. it's almost like you can't, I always say like you can't love yourself. Like you can't love others if you don't love yourself first. Right. And you can't respect others, care for others if you don't care and respect yourself first. And so just again, like hearing you like describe it as like, no, like you doing that is your home. And like, you have to be okay with yourself and be okay with the unknown. It's like, it kind of goes into all of that, but like, I don't know, it just hits differently. And so I'm just like, yeah, like that makes sense. Like, (laughs) thank you. It was so, you're very welcome. There's always something, right? It could be one word that someone says that can literally shift us completely. That's why I love making wonderful connections. I, I literally... Um, those break breakthrough moments and you tapped on something really important because that's what it is we can never go home we can never connect home unless we have like so people struggling to connect to that higher power to your higher self that's where you want to look at your self-worth self-love or self-value they all come together it doesn't necessarily mean you may have a lot of self-worth you really done it all and you believe you're worthy and you really love yourself but then there's that lacking that value you don't value so so we really you cannot surrender to anything greater and higher if you don't, because you can't trust yourself. If you don't self-love, self-value, self-worth, you cannot trust. So how can you trust that higher power? You may logically think you do. If you tried to, to tell me that I, I um, didn't love myself, I could have like wanted to punch you black and blue and say, yes, I did. But I really didn't. I learned through the love of my grandmother here when I was in Israel, what it meant through her love for me, because I never had it. Then I, I started to go in deeper and go, hey, I am worthy of love. I, I shouldn't have been able to do it on my own. I actually was very blessed that I was suddenly blessed with all this family and this love that, that was given to me. Yeah. But yeah, that self-love journey, whew, whew. all the good and the bad and the ugly, all the mistakes that we've made. I love myself for every mistake that I made, even though I'm told I should take a lot of things to the grave. I don't take nothing to the grave because I'm proud. This is where I am today. This was my pieces of the puzzle. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Well, I just feel like we, we're going to have to end it here, but I want you on this show like multiple times because we have this conversation can go on and on and on. Yeah. And it's just so many great topics that can come from this. But like just the fact of like, I feel like leaving it on like just surrendering, right? Like surrender to your higher self, surrender yourself to whatever the universe, higher power, God, like whatever you believe in, like just surrendering and stop trying to control every nitty gritty part of your day or your life, I feel is what people need to like hear more of. Like you don't always have to be in control and sometimes not being in control can teach you things and you can grow, right? There's growth in the unknown and like, it's just, it's powerful. So thank you so much, Julia, for hopping on. Um, I would love for you to share just real quick, like where people could follow you on Instagram, if that's what they want to sure. do or do you have anything offering right now if people want to like work with you what does that look like i highly recommend to go to um or you can also go to my website at juliasar.com or at juliasar coach get on a call with me to see and understand but you'll see all my programs that are there but the um the main one that i have is the quantum leadership activation which is a 12-week program that really we go through that entire cleanup and because we cannot get into co-creation um, until we literally clean up that mess. And it's not for everyone. You know, someone that just wants to, you know, manifest their house and things like this, that's not what I do. That would be a, a, a side effect on that, but it's all about 
um, accessing your highest level of intuition and having, that's why I mainly work with coaches and healers and also um, um, creatives, so actors and people in the creative world. But it's just really, if you want to master yourself, and I'll just give one tip because you can go to my page and you can see what I do. And if it's meant to connect the energies with comes and there's no need to really talk about it. Or you want to have cool soul transformation, go check me out, see if you connect and let's just have a chat. But one tip I'll say just to end it off on what you said before about being able to surrender. Literally, this just like an actor, okay? Just pretend. Um, not pretty, let's not like confuse pretend and being, but just give yourself a chance and say, you know what, for seven days, I'm just going to be like an actor that's just imagine that you're told that you have to be a specific way um, and you'll get like $10 million in your bank account, whatever it motivates you to have it, but just be the actor on your show and your job, your role as an actor is to just be. And the only way that you can be is to surrender without needing any control. And every time it comes in, you just give it a love and say, ah, I'll get back to you in a week from now. Okay. Just be and see what happens. You will have immediate changes, immediate changes. Just be especially at the hardest obstacles. So I hope that really helps. I'm sorry. I just thought oh it was gosh. really important no, for anyone that wants to say it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's no. so good. Um, so I'm, good. So thank you so much again. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me and your energy is phenomenal. And I'm just honored to be around people like you that are serving the way that you do. You're such a beautiful song. I didn't know that about you either. You never judge a book by its cover. I didn't judge. However, I just, I didn't know. You gave me chills throughout my whole body. And you're such a beautiful soul. And May the universe continue to support you and send you the right energies and um, and the people that need you to come right your way. You're just oh a precious gosh. soul. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. Have a wonderful.